Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We hear God because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
our life. Hear us, God.
Well, welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host this evening. If you need to call in, our call-in number is 619-638-8458. Also, we've got the chat room open. And if you want to check out our website, feel free to look us up at www.prayerinternational.org. Also, if you need to email us with any comments, questions, uh, praise reports, prayer requests, that email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And, of course, we are receiving prayer requests uh, frequently uh, through the email. Also, on the website, we have prayer requests uh, button, and we check that frequently. So feel free to look. That's what we're here to do is raise up an awareness, first of all, of Jesus Christ and declare the glory of God. You know, that's what we're here doing tonight with our worship and our praise, declaring who he is among the nations, declaring his glory shall be seen in all the earth, declaring his knowledge and the glory And the knowledge of his glory will cover the earth just like the waters cover the sea. Now, for those of you that are keeping up with what's going on with the hurricane and some of that, you know, it's been said that the mass of the storm was originally about the size of Texas or a little bigger. Now, you can imagine... When God's spirit rains down and begins to cover the earth, when the Lord begins to fill his people, that begins to spread like a wildfire. See, the first time he sent the Holy Spirit upon the praying believers in the upper room, it was said that there came a sound like a rushing mighty wind, like a violent wind. Now, I don't know about you, when I think of violent winds, and of course I've never really went through a hurricane, but there are those that have. I know my parents just went through one, or the storm, the, the residual of. And this thing was fierce, 60-mile-an-hour winds, ripping down trees, taking down power lines, going through roofs. And I know Nashville and some other places got a lot of devastation I'll tell you what when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost when he came and began to fill and blow through the house blow through the upper room blow through the place where they were praying it was violent it was mighty and see that's what we're believing for is a tsunami of the presence of God a hurricane a holy hurricane 
full of glory, full of splendor, full of the majesty of God, filling the earth, covering the earth, blowing and going across the earth, and melting the hills like wax, shaking everything that can be shaken, as the glory of God is declared, and as it covers the earth, and as righteousness is restored to this land. It's going to be awesome. That's why they call it the great and awesome day of the Lord, the great and terrible day of the Lord, because it's it's fierce. The only way you could humanly describe it would be to look at that tsunami or the hurricane or the tornado. Because I believe just as Jesus went and the skies split, Just as Jesus went up, he said, you will see the Son of Man coming back the same way that you see him going. Listen, the angels declared that as they went to the tomb. As the mother of Jesus and the disciples, some of them went to the tomb to look for Jesus. Listen, the angels said, just, just as you saw him go, he's going to come back the same in like manner. He's going to split the skies. And there will be thunderings and lightnings, billows of smoke. It'll be fierce. And so we're believing the glory of God is coming. The glory of God is coming to destroy the kingdom of darkness, to push back the darkness. Even though the the, the word of God says, arise and shine for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And see, even though gross darkness will cover multitudes the Lord has given us a promise that as we look and behold the king of glory he will light upon us he will shine the light of his light upon our countenance he will fill our hearts with Jesus Christ the hope of glory and he just as he said if your eye be full of light your whole body be full of light and as you set your eyes on the king of kings then you will become that light to shine in the darkness the light to set upon a hill that cannot be hid. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's why Paul wrote it that way. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's your hope. It's your hope. He is your hope. Christ Jesus. And as you're filled with his spirit, And as you declare his glory and declare his works, and as you begin to testify and allow the blood of the Lamb to cover you, he will raise you up to be an overcomer. And not just an overcomer, he'll raise you up to be more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. That only happens when you behold him and you allow him to transform you and conform you, transform you into his image. That's why we're told, be not conformed to this world. Don't let the cares of the world choke out this word within you. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformed is the same word metamorpho in the Greek. Metamorphosis, just like the caterpillar that goes into the cocoon and becomes a butterfly. And just in the same manner, in the same Imagery in the same example, God, the Lord Jesus, 
by his Holy Spirit, wants to take you. See, the caterpillar is limited in his abilities. See, he's he's stuck either climbing, crawling on the ground or maybe climbing a tree. But the butterfly, he can walk on the ground, he can walk on the tree, he can fly as high as the wind will take him. And see, God wants to transform you and see where you've had difficulty in your walk. In fact, at times you've had to crawl through the mud and the drudgery of life, and you've had to crawl through the trials and the consequences and the circumstances. The Lord wants to transform you and take you like that butterfly and lift you up above your circumstances. And as you catch the wind of his spirit, as you catch the wind of his glory, he will lift you and elevate you and raise you up to a new standard. A new standard that's in his blood, a new standard that's in his word, a new standard that's in him, Christ Jesus, by his spirit. And as you allow God to bring you up like that butterfly to a heavenly, to a to a higher place, to a heavenly perspective, you begin to get a, an eye to see and an ear to hear from the Father. You'll be able to overcome those things that once caused you to crawl. You'll be able to fly right over them. See, that's the difference when you try to accomplish things in your own strength, like the caterpillar. Imagine how long it took to crawl to a place as opposed to just flying there. Imagine the relief and the joy if if you were that caterpillar and then later that butterfly and, and made the same trip. Okay, in comparison, my wife and I took a Greyhound bus trip once to see my family on the East Coast. And this Greyhound bus trip, I, I would liken it to hell. That would be the best way to put it. Okay? And sorry if that offends anybody. But, you know. So here we are taking this bus trip. And it was horrible. It just was one of those things when you do it once, you decide, I never want to do this again. So, we took this trip to see my parents and it took hours. It was grueling grueling and we were exhausted and we didn't get to shower or really sleep or relax or anything because we were stuck on a bus a couple of them so anyways the next year we got smart and God downloaded his wisdom into our hearts praise the Lord and we decided to fly we decided Southwest Airlines sounded better than Greyhounds so this is what we did we got some tickets, we got in the plane, we flew there, and not only when we got there were we able to go and enjoy ourselves that day, but we were still kind of rest and refreshed and rested, and it did take some time, and it, you know, it had its moments, but it was nothing in comparison to the trip that we made in that Greyhound bus. What am I saying? Look, you can try to do things in your own strength, in your own wisdom, 
to be hasty and just jump onto the next bus that comes your way and take it for a ride without listening to the Lord leading you into the place where he wants you to fly into the places and fly into the the destiny of God that he's prepared for your life. Instead, many of us are just taking that bus in circles, going around and around and around and around until we're so worn out and angry and upset and exhausted and just unfit. But you know, God wants to lift you up and help you to arrive at your destination in the midst of the blessing. You know, when we got off that plane, we had had lunch and came came off the plane, and I think we even got a bag of pretzels or bag of cookies or something we had to leave with, and it was like a little reward for flying. You know, see, God says they that diligently seek him, guess what happens? They're rewarded. Those that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, when you come to God, you need to believe that he is, and not only that he is, but that you are who he says you are. And if he says he's raised you, if he says, they that wait on the Lord can mount up with wings as eagles, they can run and not be weary, they can walk and not faint, Huh? They can fly. Just like that song we listen to. And that's that's what God wants to do. Don't be weary in well doing. But if you wait on the Lord, you're you're not gonna faint. You're gonna soar. You're gonna fly. And see God promises if you do things the way He says to do them, and you allow Him to lead you into the purposes of God, He will finish what He started. Notice He says he will finish what he started. Not necessarily what you started, but what he started. It's very important that we have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us. And we wait on the Lord. So whatever we put our hand to, truly will prosper. Whatever we set our foot towards, our steps would be blessed. Whenever we declare with our mouth the blessings and the praises of God come forth and God shines his glory down in in the midst of those people or in the midst of that place, wherever it is, it could be in our homes, it could be on our jobs, it could be in our workplace, it could be while we're on vacation or at the store or wherever we're at. And hopefully in church, I mean, by all means, I I would hope and expect it to be in whatever church you attend. But it should be not just limited. It should be everywhere we go. That's what God says. What does he say? He says, with all of your heart, with all of your mind, all of your strength, Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. 
with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Seek the Lord with everything you got. Put your everything in it, not just those religious things. Everything. Give them your kids. Give them your parents. Give them your job. Give them your employees. Give them your boss. Commit to him that irritating neighbor. Maybe it's the drive you have to take every day in traffic on your way to and from work. Sometimes you almost lose your Christianity, but let me tell you something. If you'll commit that time to him, even your car can become a sanctuary of the living God. When everyone else is fussing and cussing and flipping each other as a bird and cutting each other off down the highway, you can lift up your hands and praise God and bless them as they drive by. Yeah, that's a miracle right there for somebody. That's a word. Huh? Yeah, bless them, not cuss them. That's a word for somebody maybe. You know, keep your Christianity even in your ride to work every day. It's okay. See, that's why we pray, God, go before us. Let your glory, let let the Lord God of Israel be our rear guard. That's right. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to break for some music. I don't know. I just felt a little shift there. So we're going to break into some music. This is Prayer International Radio. If you're just tuning in, my name is Chris Hurdog. I'll be hosting the show uh, for the rest of the night. Sean Holmberg should uh, be back into the studio tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. He's always just sharing his heart and just always has a way with words. It's great. So, you need to call in, 619-638-8458, www.prayerinternational.org. And if you need to email us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. Glory to God.
All right. Well, we're back. Prayer International Radio, just taking some time to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You know, the more we seek him, the more you seek him, the more you're going to find him. The more you're chasing after him, listen, the more he's going to show up. God wants to be pursued. God longs to be pursued. Now, he doesn't need you, but he desires you. Do you realize that? He desires you. Not necessarily that you're a big need in his life, but he loves you. You're his child. He desires you. But above and beyond that, he wants you to passionately pursue him. He wants you to have expectation in the one who can empower you to do all things. Your expectation is not cut off because your expectation is or should be from him, in him, of him. And when I say him, I mean Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, the Father in heaven whose name should be hallowed and his name should be praised. So seek him. Be a pursuer. Passionately pursue the presence of God. Did you hear me? Passionately pursue the presence of the living God. See, when you behold him, you're changed. We talked about that butterfly. Listen. He called out to Peter. Peter was the only one that got to get out on that water. And he's calling out to you to get out of your boat of comfort. To get out of your boat of neglect. Of him. See, we neglect God. You know that? We neglect the one who's given us life. We neglect the one who's given us all things. And we neglect him because we don't honor him. We don't worship him. We don't praise We don't pray. We don't acknowledge him. Not as a whole. There, there are those. That's why God says he rewards those that diligently seek. See, there's a reward system in heaven. If everything was dependent on God doing it. Why is there a reward system in heaven? Think about it. (laughs) Why is there a reward system in heaven if God is doing everything? See, God is in us to will and to do. God's in you to do. But see, God's in you. But it's up to you to respond to him. Oh, he can tug your heart. He can steer your mind. He can twist your arm and drive you into the ground if he wants to. But ultimately, it's whether or not you're going to confess. Do you remember that game, Say Uncle? <laughs> yeah, whoever played that game, Say Uncle. Remember when you had to twist somebody's arm behind their back as hard as you could till they were writhing around screaming, Uncle! Well, see, God, as loving as he is, 
has this other game. <laughs> and it's not Say Uncle, but it's called Cry Abba. <laughs> Cry Father. Cry Daddy. <laughs> and God wants you to call out to him. God wants you to cry out to him. God wants you to acknowledge him. God wants you to declare his name and declare his glory. Because sometimes he has to get into a few things in our lives that we've twisted around ourselves, although we get comfortable with it. See, so isn't it funny how when we're in the flesh, we can get comfortable in doing the things that actually lead us into a twisted situation or lead us into a skewed future. And when I say that, what I mean is there's all these distractions, diversions, and detours in your life that are going to cause you to go to the right or the left. Unless you're centered and fixed and focused and make a point to set your face like a flint and declare, I will do your will, God. Not my will, but yours be done. And constantly turning your ear and turning your heart and searching and checking yourself. And we all have to check ourselves. We all have to listen. We all have to turn in here to hear what he's saying. So that we can go down the path that he's prepared for us. See, he says, I have ordered the steps of a righteous man. Well, that tells me two things. One, you've got to walk in righteousness. If you want God to order your steps. And yes, Jesus, the blood of Jesus is our righteousness. But there's still a line that God draws on the sand where he says, Consecrate yourself unto me. Be holy. Come out from among them. Be separate. Why? He wants you to separate yourself to him. He wants you to cling to him. Don't cling to the world. Don't cling to those things that defile, those things that will rob you of the glory, those things that will rob you of the goodness of God. And see, all of us wonder why in our lives we go through situations and circumstances, and I'm going to say that sometimes, not always. And remember I said sometimes and not always, so don't make a theology out of this. Don't make a doctrine out of it and say this is what Prayer International says, even though this is what we're going to say right now, or I am. But sometimes our behavior robs us of the goodness of God. Sometimes our behavior causes issues and circumstances in our lives. Now, is that to say that every issue and circumstance in your life is because of your behavior? No. So I want to make that clear, and that's what I was talking about. Okay, but there's a reason the word says let's lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us. What does that mean? To beset something means it was set in a certain place to begin with, and then you beset it. In other words, you set it in another place, or you set it in another direction, or you set it somewhere else. And if God has set you in a place, and God has seated you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and you decide to set your mind on things below and walk in the carnality of your thinking, 
and allow the word of God to be choked out because of the cares of this world. Listen, you can actually be so earthly minded you're no heavenly good. Did you know that? You can be so earthly minded that you, the power and the life of God doesn't flow out of you. Huh. It's what the word says. It's what the word says. See, but Jesus, it says, according to the spirit of holiness, according to the spirit of holiness, what would happen if we started walking according to the spirit of holiness? Guess what would happen? The Holy Spirit would start to pour out and manifest in and through our lives all the time. There would be an influence of the spirit of God. That takes place. See, there's always a divine outworking that's got to take place, but there's got to be a divine infilling in your life. See, whatever you put in you is going to come out of you. Whatever you soak yourself in, whatever you marinate yourself in. Listen, if you take your meat that you're going to eat and you put it in gasoline and then you throw it on the grill, guess what? What is going to burn up? <laughs> It's not going to taste real good. But if you take that meat and you soak it in some savory herbs and spices and some nice steak sauce and and just let it sit and marinate, soak up, soak up, and soak up, and then you begin to just test it and season it on the grill a little bit and fire it up. And the minute you bite into it, guess what? Succulents, man. Tastes good. That stuff tastes good. And I said succulents. In other words, mmm, scrumptious. All right? Now listen. This is what God does. He allows us to go through the preparation of life, just like that meat's prepared. And he allows us to marinate and soak and decide what we want to fill our lives up with. And then see the fire and the testings and the trial of life come to season us, to build that character, to conform us into his image. And see, you know that phrase, taste and see that the Lord is good? You know God is on the flip side saying, taste and see? Oh, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. God's always talking about that sweet savor. Why would God say, if you're hot or cold, I'll, I'll spew you out of my mouth? you got to be just, you're either going to be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. Why? See, it has to do with consumption. It has to do with receiving. And just like God wants you to receive of him and consume yourself with him, God loves it when he gets to consume himself with you, too. And he wants you to be sweet to the taste. He wants you to be a sweet-smelling savior. Savor. You're not a savior. Jesus is a savior. But he wants you to be a savor, a flavor, an aroma, pleasing. That's why he says you're the salt of the earth. What? Why would he choose salt? 
See, the world has lost its flavor. The world's become bland. Sin will make you dull. Sin will make you bland. Sin will make you not desirable. Not to the Holy Spirit. Not to the purposes of God. Not to the Father. And usually not to those that are walking in the things of God. But you know, you ever notice that? How there just seems to be a separation. It's just black and white sometimes. Unfortunately, in some of our churches, you can't tell the difference between those that are really walking with Jesus and those that aren't because everybody's so liberal. But for those that have consecrated themselves unto him and made a point to seek him and declare his glory and get hungry for his presence and want to take those things and do something with it and affect and infect and influence and inspire their world around them, for the kingdom of God, well, then God manifests in the midst of that. And there's a difference between church people and kingdom people, by the way. And God never said to go and declare the, the glory of church. <laughs> he said, go and declare the glory of God. Go and preach the kingdom of God. Declare the kingdom. Just the church is the vehicle that he uses to do that or at least a few churches in the earth, he chooses to do that. So allow God to have his way. Your will be done, Father, not my will. See, this is always teaching on prayer, even though we hit like 13 different subjects sometimes. It's called Holy Ghost ADHD. That's what we'll call it. You know, you just jump from place to place. See, Jesus said the wind blows where it wills. You don't know where it's coming from, and you don't know where it's headed. So is everyone that's led by the Spirit of God. See, if you're led by the Spirit, you don't know necessarily where you're you're coming from. You don't necessarily know where you're going, but you know who he is. And you've got to know who you are in him. That's right. So begin to meditate on what he says and who he says you are. Begin to meditate on who he says he is because he it's not about what you say, but it's about what he says. So praise God. So we want the word of God in our lives. To open up our hearts. And speak to us. This is Prayer International.
Alright, praise God, we're back. Prayer International Radio. Just taking time to worship. You know, we love the presence of God. Like I talked about pursuing, passionately pursuing God's presence. But that's what it's all about. God says, come to God, believe that he is. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. When you seek first his kingdom, all the other things are added. It's just an added bonus. Because in Christ is everything you need. He's made to us all wisdom. He's made to us all blessing, all truth, all honor, all love. Everything we need is in him. And everything you're going to experience that blesses you and and pleases you is going to come out of him. And whether that's your, your family or your wife or your parents or your children or your job or your house or your in Christ and if you don't learn to honor him with those things and trust him that he is the one that blessed you and rewarded you then see the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away sometimes you know read the Bible and you'll see how God has a way of stripping people down to the bare nothing to get their attention when others that had everything like David or King Solomon Learn to just praise God for every little thing, even the food that they ate or the palace they lived in. Yet there were the Jobs who had everything taken away, yet they still chose to praise him. But then you had the Sauls that didn't do it that way, and they lost their kingdom, and it was given to another. And so we just need to learn how to be thankful, how to be grateful, how to praise him. How to trust him in all things. You see, I think that's why the fires and the storms of life come. It says the testing of your faith. See, God's trying our faith. Just like he says, like pure gold refined in a furnace. Refined in a fire. He's refining your faith. He's refining your relationship with him. He's burning up everything that is not allowed. You see, not everything is approved by God. Not everything in our life has God's seal of approval on it. And sometimes God will sift and shake and remove and divide and pluck those things up and out of our lives to get us where he wants us to refine us. See, he wants us to be vessels of gold, vessels of honor, vessels of glory. And I don't mean that like a cliche. I, I mean that honestly. He wants you to carry his glory. He wants you to carry his word, carry his character, and be his ambassador, his representative, his example in the earth, in your sphere of influence. That's what you're called to do. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it as under the Lord. So don't be weary in while doing. You're going to reap a harvest if you faint not. Listen. 
God can comfort you. God can lead you. God can heal you. Look, he can take wasted and desolate places, things that are destroyed, and raise them back up. He can make waters flow from dry ground. He can take a red sea and cause it to part and then put it right back together again and spare his people. He can cause water to rush and gush out of a rock. He can turn fishes and loaves into the supper, the dinner for multitudes. Yeah, you can make a donkey talk. All right, so you know if God can, can speak through the mouth of an ass in the Bible, he can definitely speak through me. Praise God. And he can definitely speak through you. Hallelujah. He says he'll even make the rocks cry out. If, if we don't praise his name, you know what he'll do? He'll make rocks cry out. Hey, you know we used to sing this song, Ain't No Rock Gonna Cry in My Place. Don't let a rock take your place. So you've got a place. And your place is to give glory, to give praise unto God and declare his glory to the nations, to declare his glory to those around you and to be soft and light wherever you go. That's right. He wants us to be a praise in the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. And I'm going to just declare that he has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. Has he hid me? And he's made me a polished shaft in his quiver. Has he hid me? And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom will I be glorified? And then said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord. And my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou may be salvation to the end of the earth. Listen, why am I saying this? I want you to listen to this. If you're a child of the Lord, he's going to make your mouth like a sharp sword. He's going to make you like a polished arrow in his quiver. And he's going to cause you to declare his word, whether it be to the Jews of Israel or to the Gentiles, to whoever it is. And he will be your strength when you've spent your strength. 
and you're weak and you're weary and you're going through it, when you, when you feel like you just can't go anymore, God will be your strength. It is the Lord God that shall be my strength. And it's the Lord God that shall be your strength. And he wants you to declare his salvation to the end of the earth. He's going to use you to raise and restore. And maybe you're the one right now that needs to be restoring. Maybe you're one right now that needs to be raised because you're down. And you're broken. And you're wounded. And you're weary. Listen. The word of the Lord says, lift up your head, O you gates. And swing wide, you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Listen, lift up your head. And begin to look unto God. Stop looking at your circumstances. Stop looking at your situation. You're, you're going to be in it regardless. So start looking up. Start calling out to heaven. If you haven't found any solutions in the midst of your problems, if you found, haven't found any answers already, you might as well start calling on the one that can answer you. You might as well start calling out on his name. His name is Jesus. So instead of telling God how big your problems are, okay, which you need to tell him how big your problems are, but you know what? Start speaking to your problems and tell your problems how big your God is. Start speaking to your problems. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Jesus said, don't, don't speak to me about it. <laughs> Start speaking to the mountain. You know what it is? Find out what God's saying about your mountain. And then tell your mountain what God is saying about your mountain. Find out what God is speaking about your circumstance or problem. And then start speaking to your circumstance or problem what God is saying and what God is declaring. Listen, David said this. Thank you. My wife is such a blessing. You know, the, the Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. All right? She's my good thing. So listen to this. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Ephesians 6.10. We need to start speaking to our mountains. We need to start being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's not by our might, and it's not by our power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. See, the Spirit of the Lord is, is the Spirit of might. Do you want to know what might is? The Spirit of the Lord. Do you want to know what counsel and wisdom is? The Spirit of the Lord. Do you want to know what love is? The Spirit of the Lord. God. Same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. By his spirit, he sheds love abroad in our hearts. Why? Because God is love. Truth. See, Jesus is truth. We don't just tell the truth. Jesus is truth. It's not that what he says is true. It is truth. But he's truth, period. So when we say we have the truth, it's not a prideful, arrogant statement. It's a truthful one. <laughs> so praise God. Hey, we're going to go into some worship for a minute. 
and uh, just kind of shift gears for a little bit. i 
Sitting at your feet Is where I wanna be I'm home when I am here with you Ruined by your grace And never by your gaze I can't resist the tenderness of you
Praise God, we're back. And just taking some time, you know, we just like to go kind of in and out of worship on this show because we love the presence of God. Uh, Talking with my wife a little bit, trying to figure out what song we're going to go to, and we're going to go, she says 84, and actually that's actually right on with what we were talking about tonight, the joy of dwelling with God. I want you to think about this, Psalm 84 says this, it says how admirable or how lovely, okay, are your tabernacles or your dwellings, O Lord of hosts. In other words, how lovely, how wonderful is the place where God dwells. You know, sometimes we make this uh, so difficult. We we read, oh, how beautiful are God's tabernacles. Yeah, they built them very beautifully. But it's the glory of the Lord, it's the presence of the Lord that beautifies the house of the Lord. Verse 2, My soul longs, yea, thanks for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. See, David called him the living God. He's the living God. My heart and my flesh. In other words, not just my spirit. I, I want to feel you in my spirit, but I want to feel you on my body, Lord. Every part of me. Cries out for the living God. Verse 3. Yea, the sparrow has found a house, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. Even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. He said, look, even the birds have a place. But where are your altars, O God? Verse 4. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house. They will still be praising me. See, the people that are dwelling in the house of God are the ones that are going to praise him. What's the house of God? The place where his glory dwells. Where does God dwell? In the midst of his people. In the midst of his praise. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he's not talking about buildings. Although I think he does dwell in and move in places as we gather in them. But see, God wants you to get to a place where your soul longs and your heart faints, and you cry out for the living God, God, I want to feel you, I want to know you, I want to know you're real. God says that blessed is the man that's in the place where God's glory dwells, because that man will still be praising God. And if you're in his presence, you can't help but praise him. If you're surrounded in his glory, if you're surrounded in his goodness, you can't help but praise him. So begin to lift up your voice, lift up your heart, lift up your hands wherever you're at, and begin to worship God. Worship the King of Kings. Verse 5, blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Blessed is the man in whose heart are the ways of them. In other words, whoever has the ways of God in his heart is blessed. And whoever puts their strength in God 
and doesn't choose to find strength in anything else in this world except for God. That person is blessed. Verse 6. Who passing through the valley of Baca. The valley of Baca was a place of decisions. The valley of Baca was a place of weeping. Now think about this. The word Baca means weeping. Also means decision. Listen. He was saying, even when we go through those times of weeping, those times of sorrow, but notice he says, passing through the valley. Listen to this. Who passing through the valley of Baca can make it a well, and the rain will fill its pools. God says, look, even when you go through the sorrow times, like in a valley, he will get you through them. And he will cause the rain of his spirit to come down and bring his presence. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. He's got a way of turning your mourning into dancing. He's got a way of giving you beauty for ashes. Listen. Start to trust him. Start to believe him. Start to call and cry out for the living God. Verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appears before God. Verse 8, O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold, our God, our shield. See, he says, look to God, our shield. Look to God, he's your shield. Look to God, he's your shield. Look upon the face of thine anointed. He said, look down, God, on us. Behold us. Look at us, God. Verse 10, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Are you hearing that? It's a good one, baby. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. I'd rather be a a greeter. I'd rather be an usher. I'd rather would just be a servant. Here, this is coming from the king. Now, this is coming from the king, saying, "I'd rather greet at the door of God's house than hang out with wicked people." Wow. What would happen in our lives if we just adopted that mindset? Verse 11, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Listen, no good thing, no good thing will he withhold if you're walking uprightly. Walk uprightly. That's one of the keys. To apprehending the good things of God And I may do a teaching on apprehending the good things of God one night But if you want to apprehend the good things of God You better walk uprightly I know in my life it's it's that way And I believe God will require the same Because his word says so Verse 12 O Lord of hosts Blessed is the man that trusts in you. That's that's Psalm eighty four. 
and how right on with what we're talking about. The joy of dwelling with God, the joy of being with God. So, we're going to go into some worship to sort of wrap this up. I want you to meditate on this song that's going to wrap up what What we're saying, what God's saying in Psalm 84. dwelling place O Lord Almighty for my One 
God, we're back. This is Prayer International Radio. Look, we're going to pray. So, hallelujah. Look, that song was called In Your House. It's by Keith and Sauter Luker. And anyways, in case you're wondering. But look, the bottom line is, is it's from Psalm 84. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. And the bottom line is, just like the woman of God on that track, on that song was saying, it's about when you're in the grip of the wicked one. You need to remind yourself better it is to be in the presence of the living God. Better it is to be in God's presence 
you'll surround yourself in the presence of God, if you allow yourself to be filled with the glory of God, then the grip of the wicked one will begin to loosen. You see, he will begin to loosen his hold on your life as God begins to place his hand on your life. Guess what? The hand of the enemy will begin to loosen his grip off of your life. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up our sister in Singapore right now for Ophelia. Right now, we just want to pray for her, Lord. We speak healing to her life, healing over her, healing to her mind. We declare tonight in the name of Jesus that the enemy must loose his grip from off her mind. Let her go tonight in the name of Jesus, and we declare wisdom over her mind, the mind of Christ, that you are renewing her day by day, strengthening her in her inner man. And, Father, we're declaring, Father God, that you are setting her free, not only in her mind and in her emotions, but, Father, in her body. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask, Father, for your glory and your spirit to surround her, Father, and be strength. Jesus, be strength. Father God, be her strength as your Holy Spirit is quickening her body right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we pray that Jesus Christ would be Lord of Singapore. We declare Jesus Christ is Lord of Singapore. We declare in Jesus' name that every knee will bow, every tongue confess, every household will declare the glory of God, that unity will come to households and to families right now in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for your peace and your unity and your love. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're calling us as families to love our parents and to love our children and to love our brothers and sisters. And so we just pray for for your spirit of love to be released over Singapore right now, for your spirit of healing to be released over Singapore right now in Jesus' name and for Ophelia and even her family right there. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit's presence to just go and touch them right now in Jesus' name. And we declare your kingdom come and your will be done. And Father, we pray for our friends in the chat room. Father, I know there's other healing requests. Right now we just pray for Jester face. Father, we just speak to that stomach in Jesus' name. We declare healing. We speak healing. We speak healing over her right now in Jesus' name. Declare greater is he that is within you. Greater is the Holy Spirit within you than the enemy. No weapon formed or fashion against you will prosper or stand. We just declare it right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just pray, Lord God, right now for those that are believing God for family to be saved, those that are believing for friends and loved ones to be saved. Right now, we just pray right now, Father God, we just declare Jesus Christ be Lord of all, that the glory of God and salvation will come to our household. We just lift up even our families here at Prayer International. Father, we lift up all those that are in the chat room, those that are listening tonight. If you're standing and believing for a loved one, feel free to send in prayer requests so we can just agree with you, okay? And we want to just declare right now in the name of Jesus that God declares that you and your whole household shall be saved, that salvation shall come, that even when the plagues come, it will not come near your dwelling. It will not come near your family because God's salvation is not just for you, but it's for your whole household. It's for your mother and father if you're a believer. And if you have children, it's for your children 
If you're a believer, believing for your children. If you've got siblings, your brothers and sisters, you're believing that they would come to know the truth, then this is for you to begin to agree with God and declare, God is God of my whole household. We are just declaring the glory of God tonight. We are just declaring that God is salvation unto the earth, and his salvation shall be seen in Jesus Christ. Father, we declare that your blood is speaking tonight. We declare, Father God, that your blood is speaking tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Your will be done. Your kingdom come.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.